Hi, and welcome to the CCB Weekly Check-In Podcast with your host, Timothy Prendergast. It's 2021. We have an evolving podcast where we hear from our people, their stories, and learn and develop along the way. So sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode of the Weekly Check-In Podcast. It is the Weekly Check-In Podcast. Hello to you all. We're up to episode number 47. And uh, this week, we're going to sort of put the spotlight on uh, a bit of mentoring, a bit of, bit of leadership. And uh, we've got uh, a wonderful guest on the show uh, today, someone I've known since almost day one um, in the organization. It's with pleasure that we introduce Gareth Jones. Gareth, uh, hi, how's it going? Hi, Jamie. Okay. Very good, thank you. Um, now, just first things first, really, is it possible maybe introduce yourself, role, what part of the country you're in and, and what your team's responsible for? Yeah, not a problem, not a problem at all. So as you've introduced me, I'm Gareth Jones. So I'm the sector head for social housing, education and local authorities uh, based out of the Liverpool office stroke my spare room at this present moment in time. Um Historically, the role was very national-based. I'd kind of get up in the morning and wonder what part of the country I'm, I'm going to, but now it seems that I'm going to the spare room every day. Um, team that I look after, very similar to the rest of the business, to, to be honest, in the sense that it's focused on developing an existing and new profitable relationships across those, those three subsectors that my, my job total title entails, so social housing, education and local authorities. Roles relatively new. Historically, I've always looked after education. Over the last 12 months, local, local authorities were brought into it. And then very recently, um, I was successful in, uh, in gaining the role of, of head of social housing as well, which has now been bolted onto my existing job. And I'll look after all three subsectors. Wow, there's <laughs> a lot going on then. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, I mean, you, you sort of touched on it there, and it's a question I, I ask of, of all of my guests in terms of that change that has taken place globally over the last 12 months, and specifically for, for you. Um, I know you, you know, travelled a lot around uh, the country, both uh, you know, with your team and, and, and visiting clients and so forth. So. Can you sort of summarise and tell us a little bit about how that change has been? And then maybe even, I know, might be a little bit too optimistic at the moment to start thinking about what might come uh, beyond. But, you know, how might life be slightly different when we do have that flexibility and ability to, to travel a bit freer? Yeah, okay. I guess it has been a, a huge change for myself in terms of going from that element of waking up each morning wondering to which part of the country I was travelling to that day to actually being restricted restricted to, to sort of these four walls for the for the foreseeable future. It, it's been quite a difficult transition, I guess, from one aspect of things, you know, from a from a from a family perspective. I get to see the kids and my wife a lot more. Um, which is great. Um, but by the same token, the lack of travelling, the one thing I have seen it impact upon is is the amount of thinking time that I have. So that element of having that time to reflect when you're on trains or or traveling in the car and uh, you know that strategy element of things and, and thinking about different aspects of the business seems to have gone um 
to a certain extent over the last, especially since since the role was was broadened out. I seem to spend ninety percent of my time on either on either calls or, or Microsoft Team or Zoom. And I do I do think I do think we have lost that element of reflection and that element of thinking time, which is 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 not is not great in my in my personal view. Um but then by the same token I do think we are far more efficient now. Um, I know, especially speaking to the housing guys, I think they do have a lot more time in their lives for for their, you know, in terms of their pers- personal lives. Yeah. You know, a number of them spend three hours a day on a commute into into and out of London, and I think actually from a from a working perspective, they're in a far better place now. And I, I'd, I'd expand that to. Um, to the educational local authority guys as well, having national roles, traveling to customers across the country. Actually, there was a lot, there was a lot of, of wasted and inefficient time spent on trains and in cars. And I think actually there's an element of COVID has been a bit better in terms of the guys being able to manage that work-life balance. And I think as, as we potentially come out of lockdown, I know sort of that, that that question that you asked about what will life be like in the future. I think, you know, the restrictions that are in place at this present moment in time is putting pressure on people, but not necessarily from a work perspective. It's because they can't go out and see friends and family and do that usual stuff. And I think actually if we can when we come out of this, if we can get if we can get that balance between working from home and working in the office right, actually I do see longer term that being to the benefit of people's mental health and well-being as opposed to the detriment which is potentially viewed at now yeah yeah no 100 percent. it's yeah gonna be really interesting to see how this year unfolds and strike that sweet spot yeah thank you thank you for that um uh, a modest man but again since knowing you since almost day one you've always been really highly regarded by by those around you and i remember sort of in in year one coming up and doing some work with your education team sort of almost trying to to map what a culture and your team was it was was really really strong really positive can you talk to us a little bit just around the sort of leaders that inspire you and sort of how you try and endeavor to to get the best out of the things that you lead yeah it's 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 an amazingly difficult question, that Tim, because I don't. Some in some respects, I don't see myself as doing anything particularly different or particularly unique. I think I approach managing and leading the teams that I look after with a a very open and honest approach, and and, and at the core focus of everything that I do is on, on the on the individuals and making sure they are happy and content in their roles because I think that for me is, is the key focus of success. Actually, if you've got a, a team that isn't engaged, isn't enabled, it'll be very difficult to, to make it a success. So that's kind of where I, I try to focus. It's very much on a, on a development on an individual basis and tailoring my approach to that individual. I try and play to their core strengths and actually that helps me to get the best out of them. Fundamentally, if they enjoy their roles and they enjoy their work, work on a day-to-day basis, yeah, they will give more and they and they will be su- successful. 
I guess you know one of the one of the key things for me over recent years has been trying to, in conjunction with yourself, Tim, is is trying to develop my own coaching skills to try and get the best out of individuals as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that's sort of something that I've gradually got better at over the last few years. There's still sort of some way to go in in my mind, but actually taking on the new team, the new social housing team, I've found it far easier to develop those coaching skills than I have ever done in the, in the education on local authorities world. And I think that that stems from actually it's an area that I'm not a subject matter expert. So I get to ask a load of what might be stupid questions to let people come to their own conclusions and develop themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, great opportunity there to, to develop those skills. And I mean, you haven't said it there, but in your, you know, it's a word that might even be overused now, but sort of that authenticity, I mean, is that something that's part of your, your values? It's something that I always see when I see you interacting with your team. Yeah, it, 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 it from, from my perspective, um, I don't interact with people differently, depends on who they are. Yeah. Um, there's one of the, you know, the key thing for me is whether you be, uh, you know, an S4 relationship director or an assistant relationship manager within the team, everybody has an equal voice. Everybody plays their part in contributing to the wider team success and everyone is as important as each other. And that, that's critical for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this week on the learning hour, we're sort of putting the spotlight on mentoring. It's almost, a, in some cases, um, a default sort of setting for, for, for people to go, go get a mentor. It sounds great in principle. We really want to sort of drill down into to the value of, uh, of, of mentors and how to seek out the, the best mentor for you, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, not to take this opportunity, just to ask of any experiences in, in your career in terms of what, exactly what was, you know, what were some of those key traits of Indeed, I assume you probably do a little bit of mentoring, which um, is that that might be slightly different to you know how you've answered the above question around it. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know whether this will <laughs> this will help Tim, but in the past, I've never really consciously pursued having mentors, but when I've reflected upon it. I've always been hugely lucky in terms of the quality of line managers that I've had throughout my career. Yeah. And those individuals have always acted as excellent mentors to myself and actually helped sort of form my leadership skills and my, and my management skills that I've got today. And, you know, a lot of it is from the experiences I've had with those, with those individuals. I think you know, up until very recently, I would never have, considered myself as having a formal mentor but as part of the S4 leadership program that I was on towards the back end of last year I was actually sort of partnered up as a, as a mentor with uh, with Sean Lonsdale and um, Sean was hugely helpful in terms of the processes and, and my thinking around going for the for the head of social housing role preparing for that interview some of the strategic thinking around it and actually I found that I found that that hugely valuable um 
in terms of preparing me for interviewing, but giving me a, a different outlook on things. Um, so that that has proved really helpful, and it's something that that I've kept kept up with Sean. It's you know it's something that benefits myself. But I think one of the key things I find is, and this 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 goes across when I've mentored other individuals. I think you need to go into it with a with an idea of what you want to get out. I think you know there's too many occasions where individuals have sort of said to even said to myself, "Will you, will you be my mentor?" And they turn up to the first meeting. And there's that element of, right? Okay, sit down. Can you mentor me, please? <laughs> and it and it can for me. It doesn't work. I think there needs to be those sort of key areas of focus or issues or things that potentially need revolt resolving in terms of problems that actually you can mentor those individuals on. It's not a blanket approach. And you may, you know, I think the best approach would be having different mentors for different in the, for different scenarios and different situations because not everybody can, can mentor you in every aspect of the role. Great. Yeah, so really targeting that, um, who you seek out. And, yeah, being, being driven by the, the mentee, I think, is, is something that, yeah, is often under overlooked and uh yeah that uh sort of a occurrence and an example that you've just given i'm sure it's been replicated across uh, many contexts but um no yeah really good insights there um talking about insights we always like to just find out something a little bit more about i guess <laughs> we have we like a little quick fire um round which you haven't been able to prepare for and uh, so i'm gonna fire five questions your way and uh we'll see uh You've got no time to think about it. See, see what comes out. Okay, so the first question is: uh, we'll just we'll start off light touch. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. We're at, almost at lunchtime. So, what's on the menu for for lunch in your place today? Um, I will probably go and make myself a ham sandwich with some soup. Nice, nice. Uh, last box set or current box set or series that you're watching? I can't remember. What what did um there was something called The Bay that we were watching last night. I basically just get told what I watch. <laughs> I was I was oh, I, I swore I wouldn't bring it up today, but I was allowed between half four and half six yesterday to watch the football, so I had to sacrifice whatever was on the television on Sunday evening. I kinda wish I hadn't bothered now. <laughs> yeah. I won't ask you to choose between Man U and Man City then. Oh, is that the next no, one? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would it would seem like a a lifetime ago. Uh, but what was the last gig you went to? The last gig that I went to mm. um, was who did I go and see last? Oh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, awesome! Whereabouts was that? Uh, at the MEN. Wow, was how yeah. was that quite? I mean, relatively speaking, was that sort of in the last three years? Uh, I think it may have been. I've I've lost all concept yeah. of time, given what we're going through at this present moment in time. Uh, I think it must have been about three years ago, yeah. and it was great because we had um, a nice meal. The kids were at grandparents' nice meal out. Um, go and see the gig, and then a, and a hotel in Manchester for the evening. Yeah, nice. And um, are they still knocking out sort of a bit of a best of, or are they sort of 
Yeah, yeah, it was just general, general, general mix. It was kind of some some of the old album tracks and a lot of the greatest hits as well. So it was good. Ah, good. Well, I've certainly lit our conversation off pace a bit, but but uh, well warranted with uh, with such a uh, a fine choice of last gig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, one last thing, and um, yeah, this is sort of uh, your platform, really. Um, just uh, any sort of messages, notes. At the CCB from your, um, just just up to you really for the last word, Gav. Yeah, that, I think I think there's just a a general sort of thanks to my team for all their sort of amazing hard work that they're undertaking at this present moment in time, um, both from from an education and local authorities perspective for bearing with me while I get up to speed with housing and for the from the housing guys for being being so patient. And I guess, you know, the work that I see being undertaken across my teams, I also see it being being massively replicated across CCB. I think, you know, one of the one of the most impressive things that I've seen over the last twelve months is just collectively how we've come together as individuals and as a as a wider unit as CCB to to overcome the challenges that that we've got. You know, it's been hugely hugely impressive and, and something to be hugely proud of. I know I, I look at it and you think a global pandemic of everybody working from home doesn't naturally fit with a, with an environment for bringing people together, but in <laughs> in some way it has, which is which is hugely, yeah. hugely impressive. Yeah, no, agree. Well said. And uh, Gareth, it's been fantastic to catch up. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, congratulations again on the, the, the new role and uh, yeah look forward to catching up with you um, in the near future excellent cheers Tim thanks Gareth Jones great stuff thank you so much for being guest number 47 and uh, almost got there didn't we almost got through the podcast without any reference to Liverpool FC and their current plight their current state of play but uh, no great sport uh, a fantastic conversation I know we centered a lot of that around sort of leadership and uh, approach to mentoring some, some good reflections there but I took most from that uh, the piece around the commute, the, the traveling around the country and the fact that that enabled you the time to reflect and that time to think and how for many of us I think that time has been lost now when uh, the commute is simply from one room to another. So it's something for us all to consider I think in terms of building in that thinking time. How powerful is that uh, in growing us and developing us and I guess keeping us, uh, keeping that momentum continually moving forward. Hey, thanks so much for your time today. And thank you, the listener, for listening. We'll be back again with the Weekly Check-In Podcast next week. Take care of yourselves. Bye for now.